everybody. Welcome to the eighth episode of our UH Ventures Health Voyages podcast series. David Sylvan again. Today we're going to commence a theme that we intend to continue to follow up on with many more episodes, and that is innovating by design. We like to think of human-centered design as one of our secret weapons here at UH Ventures. It's a differentiator. It's a core functionality that many other systems possess, but many of those systems have this functionality outside of the innovation and venturing function. Uh, we've, we purposefully intended to integrate this. Now, as you know, this is all about pushing and morphing your thinking in a way that can unlock brand new insights in the way we view, interact with, and begin to change the environment in which we work, live, give or receive care, etc. So what is our differentiator? We at U Adventures are fortunate to have a very strong team with unique backgrounds, and they're charged with both instilling this culture of human-centered design within our system, as well as take the first steps by actually innovating the solutions to the challenges we discover through this process. It's a tall order, it's complicated, it's a discipline, but we have the team to do it. And one of the key ingredients leading that charge and leading that function is with us today. That's Chris Hart. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? All right, Chris. So you didn't come from healthcare, neither did I, neither did many people on the team. But you've now learned in a short period of time what innovation means in healthcare and its idiosyncrasies. But tell us what it means to you. So innovation in healthcare is something that's been rooted in the industry for as long as it's been around. But really what we're starting to see more and more is that in the literature, at the conferences, the C-suite is really starting to talk about the importance of innovation and some innovation and design tools. What innovation at its core really is about is discovery and challenging the status quo. And I think that that's something our team is structured to do. And that's something that we, we embark on with our partners across the system. All right, so that makes a lot of sense, Chris. One of the things we, we talk about, you and I talk about, we talk about as a team, is the, um, the limitation on innovation with, within healthcare because of healthcare's natural inclination towards being myopic, towards trying to solve for its own problems, and not even so much as an industry, but germane specifically to individual institutions. Why is it important to look elsewhere when it comes to design? Why is it critical to healthcare in particular? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the realities is that a lot of the challenges that we face have been solved by other companies, other brands, other industries. So we can look to see what they've done to identify the blueprint and the shortcut and the roadmap that we can use to, to address any of the issues that we're facing. Uh, earlier when talking about, you know, the discovery skills, one of them is association. So if we can associate some of the roadblocks that we're facing with successes from other industries, that's when looking externally becomes incredibly powerful. The last piece, and I think the most important, is that, you know, if we look to see what Tide is doing, or we look to see what a dog food brand is doing, those are the same people who are coming to our hospital. Those are the same patients. So they're interacting with this whole ecosystem of brands, of experiences, of products. Uh, so we can look to those to get some inspiration for how those brands and organizations are interacting and engaging with those folks. 
Right, Chris. So we know that design is uh, not just a notion. It's not just an exercise. It is a robust discipline. And any discipline, any methodology comes with tools, lots of tools in this case. Give us a sense for what they are and why are they important to your work? Yeah, so many of these, many of these tools can be paired together in different ways and different combinations. And that's really what makes uh, design unique and, and incredibly powerful. Uh, we have things like observation that we can use. We have personas we can develop, which are fictionalized characters that represent our consumer or our patient. Uh, we may talk about that at a later date in one of these podcasts, actually. Uh, we can do ethnographic interviews to really understand people in their homes, in their environments. We can also do service blueprint, which I believe we'll be talking about soon as well. Um, but one of the most powerful tools that we have that we tend to use and deploy frequently are journey maps. All right, so we know a lot about journey maps just through, uh, through exposure. And anyone that's visited the UH Innovation and Ventures Suite and main campus has seen that every right on walls is pretty much covered with some type of schematic describing a journey, whether that be a patient journey, a, a provider journey, um, a, a, a data journey. So certainly get that as a critical tool. So let's focus on journey maps for a minute. What does it mean, Chris? Uh, give us some examples, give us some outcomes perhaps. Yeah, so you know, journey maps are, again, incredibly powerful because uh, of what they can do. So they really help open up thinking at a high level. Um, and this is done because we, we bring together people from different teams and different parts of the organization, and we're putting the consumer or the patient at the center. Now, we tend to do this from, you know, when we do clinical research or think about any clinical processes, but a lot of times these journeys can focus on those, those times before and after the episode of care. And when we bring together people who have different perspectives and different interests, uh, they can really start to get a better sense and, and have the empathy and put themselves in the shoes of the consumer. And not only just the consumer, but also their colleagues and what, what's top of mind for other folks as well. And then so now as a, as a group, as an organization, we have a diverse team collected that's identifying in a collaborative nature the challenges and the opportunities that we as a system face. All right, so that's a very, very powerful tool, but it's not a panacea. So when do we use journey mapping specifically? And uh, is this only the purview of, uh, of experts in design? Um, how can the average person within our system who wants to embark upon this endeavor get started? Where can they start? Yeah, so this, this is something that's uh, best used early on in a process. Uh, again, we really want to use this as a foundation to, again, Think, think centrally about the human being uh, in the mix here, and also bring together that diverse team early on. Uh, this is something that we've done and we've used in a couple different ways. So when we think about you know, the outcomes and how a journey map is used, uh, we use it early on. We've done, we've done this across the organization uh, about a year ago. We, we spent a lot of time, we used a lot of tools uh, in concert with one another to really understand the patient journey at UH specifically. What this has done since is allowed us to work with some of our different partners across the system to prioritize and identify areas for, for improvement, for change, for innovation. 
Chris, all right, I know you're just touching the surface and I know we're going to do subsequent uh, discoveries into things like the service blueprint, like persona development, etc. But this is great. And the, and the focus on journey mapping, I think, is going to resonate with most of our audience. So uh, something we do with uh, most of our guests, all of our guests, Chris, is given that you all come from different backgrounds, different experiences, uh, different disciplines. Um, Give us a sense for what you're reading right now, any articles you might recommend, any uh, any other podcast recommendations. Yeah, absolutely. So in the in the theme of journey mapping, um, I actually have been go returned recently to uh, The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell, uh, published in the 40s, still very relevant today because his whole thesis is around the monomyth and that every narrative is really just the same great story told over and over again. And we think about that hero's journey. And when we think about a journey map, we wanna, we wanna apply the principles of that hero's journey um, as we put the human at the center. All right, Chris, that's excellent. Thank you so much. As, uh, as Chris mentioned, uh, and as we mentioned repeatedly in this podcast series, we are attempting to demystify this process. And one of the manners in which we do this is through the tools section on our website. So in addition to journey maps, we've included several more, as well as some high-level instructions in terms of how to get started on your own. We're gonna cover more of these tools in upcoming episodes. Just a reminder, for ideas as well as these tools, our website is ventures.uhhospitals.org. Thanks everyone, catch you next time.